I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Do you have the time to listen to us one? Do you want me to keep going? That's sort of like, in my mind, I was picturing, not I was picturing some sort of like post-apocalyptic world where a... A, um, a legend. <laughs> Where uh, what are those things called? You put money in and they play records. Um, oh my god, my brain's not working. Yeah, what is so, it? You know, uh, Rubik's cube. What are they called? Oh my god, my brain isn't working. The heat's melting me. Um, you put money in, they play magician. They play records. Is your brain going to be switched on for this episode? Do you think? My brain's always switched on. Hey, because by the way, Deep this down. this episode we have today is all about decluttering. Mm. Minimalism. Yeah. If you watch the Netflix documentary about minimalism, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. We have Chris Lovett on the podcast, author, speaker, motivational speaker, TED Talker. Um, Ex-DJ. Ex-DJ. Nonetheless. Chris, uh, one day in his life, decided to get rid of everything that he didn't need. He didn't believe he needed a house, a car, many of his possessions. He got rid of it all because he realized his life was too cluttered and he was just coasting. This whole idea of minimalism at the, emo- at the moment is a really interesting topic because I feel like we are, as I say in the episode, a generation that needs so little. We don't need all this stuff. Well, every generation has not needed stuff. Yeah, really. but this generation in particular, we talk about Amazon, that little slidey thing. We have so much stuff that we don't need. Yeah, well, I think as a, as a civilization, we've gone past that threshold of there was a stage in history when like we were just doing stuff to survive mm. whereas now everything's cushy where our houses are heated well if we can afford it at the minute mm. um but uh, we've got to a stage where we just we don't really know what to do with ourselves so we spend it on pointless crap so today's episode is all about understanding minimalism and understanding how you can declutter your life and the benefits of it it's an amazing episode and in that vein Let's uh, say no more words. Let's keep it minimalist. Okay, here and we let's, go. Uh, let's introduce. Can I say one more thing? Yeah, keep it short though. Keep, right. it, keep it minimal. Go and check out our Instagram at Private Podcast, our TikTok at Private Podcast. Send us some messages. We want to hear from you. Okay, keep it min- minimalist. Minimalist. Alex Mitten and I with Chris Lovett on the podcast. Enjoy. Chris. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. Pleasure to be here, my friend. Um, we like our guests to intro themselves um, into the camera. And if you can try and do it in 30 seconds, that would be awesome. So um, whenever you're ready, give it a go. Wow. No pressure. No? Well, the time, that's three seconds already gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, into the camera as well. Not yeah. yeah. You guys. You're, up, you're up to 10 oh, seconds. Right. Okay, great. 10 dead, seconds. Dead pan. You can't <laughs> smile either. <laughs> No showing teeth. Um, great. So my name is Chris Lovett and I am a minimalist speaker, coach and author of the book Discovery of Less. That's pretty much all you need to know right now. Yeah, Radio DJ. We'll come on to that later. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, welcome to the podcast. Oh, guys, it's a pleasure to see you. Are we going to yeah. talk about the thanks up or are we? Listen, when, um... you got, when you've been training, like, <laughs> like, like he's not wearing it because of the heat. 
He's wearing no, it because yeah. he's been working out. <laughs> have you really? I, I yeah, I, it's a good question. Have you really? Because I, I can't. I, I, well, someone see said to the... me. I was walking down the street. And you know what someone said to me? They went, "You look defined." They didn't say that. Defined <laughs> as well. What a choice of words. <laughs> <laughs> Defined. Okay, well, Chris, what other choices? What words? If you weren't going to use defined, what would you say? I don't know. I, would, well, I wouldn't use defined. I don't no. know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What do people say when they? You look defined. <laughs> I can. I can make the difference between the background and your body. That's it. Like... That, that's it. No, I, I've decided recently, Chris. I don't know about you. Um, I, I've been going to the gym recently. I've never done that really before. I, I used to do cardio. You've never really done that. Before. Oh, of course you have. I did cardio. When I when I say to go to the gym, I mean doing weights. Oh, you've done weights before. I've seen you do them. When have you seen me do weights? Back in the weight days. <laughs> in the weighty days. The only time, well, yeah. the only time we've ever done weights before was in LA once, and someone thought he was Robin Thick. Nice. <laughs> hey, I was just there, minding my own business, trying to get a swole chest. And <laughs> hey, look, you know, maybe the person that said you look like Robin Thick had blurred lines. I don't know. Yeah. There we go. He's in. He's in. Are we here for the pun? Of We're right here. We're right. in for it. Your your story and what you're about is so interesting. And I was listening to your TED talk. Oh, which, which, by the way, you, you can we can get all into it. But doing one of those must be incredibly intimidating. Yeah, to write a a speech. Yours was about fifteen minutes. The one that I yeah, I listened yeah. to. How, how scary was that? Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. So do you remember we used to be at school and you used to, the teachers go right, go up at an assembly and do a talk. Mm. Yeah, that was as much, you know very very nerve wracking. But yeah, to almost write out a, a talk in fifteen minutes, but make it. A little bit entertaining and make it like a story and then also label in like some facts and some a call to action at the end you know and try and be a little bit inspiring it can be quite difficult mm. and then when you go there and they tell you oh by the way it's streaming all around the world and you're like uh what as yeah. well as doing it in front of a live audience as well wow. and it was funny because i was standing behind the curtain they go right you're on first i went oh first not even mm-hmm. don't even get time to just settle in just go straight for it and I heard like a massive load of laughter oh, no. in the audience just before I went on. I was like, what's gone on? So I didn't know. And I went out and I did the talk. Round of applause came back. And I was like, so what happened just before I went on? Apparently they played a TED talk from like 2016 that had like 150 million views. Mm. So they go, there you go, guys. Right. Now Chris love it. And you're like, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> this guy from oh Croydon God, no. who's just talking about selling his wrestling figures or something like that. Like, how do you follow that? But I didn't know. So if I'd have known, then I might have done full M&M M&M and just, you know, sick on my t-shirt. But no, That's it's amazing. Good. Well, I, I thought that your mic would have been on. Yeah, and then I the was whole auditorium that. had heard it. Did you, did you ever see that video of that? I think it was a guy. They were in some big conference. It looked quite sort of like high political sort of status. And uh, he goes to the loo. And forgets that he's mic'd up and is like, like going for it. He's like, that nearly <laughs> happened. That nearly happened to the guy who went on last. Um, and he he said, oh, uh, is my mic still on? And then I'll just, I'll just take this off. And I was like, please don't go to the toilet. Don't go <laughs> yeah. to the toilet right now. Um, and someone just, you see someone go running into the, into the backstage. And go, I'll take that off for you. But yeah, well, that's horrible. There's an amazing documentary, if you ever get to it, called The Jinx. J-Y-N-X. Wow. Oh, about the, the, the serial killer. Or the yeah, method. it's about a guy called Bobby Durst, who's a billionaire, where his family are, are tycoons, property tycoons in America. This is going to be a great link. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is, yeah, yeah. Where's the link? And now, Chris, tell me about your murders. That <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, 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 yeah. How did you murder your way to the top? <laughs> but this guy called um, uh, Bobby Durst, he's, you know, in his 70s or whatever, um, he got away with murder three times. Wow. And I'm going to ruin it. So, spoiler alert, if, you, if you're going to go and watch this, 
don't listen now. So I'm going to tell you, Chris. You yeah, do it. Say, this is a spoiler for you. He he then basically um, got away with murder three times. A, a movie was made about him starring Ryan Reynolds. And Bobby Dust phones up the director and says, I want to have a sit-down, one-on-one interview with you yeah. where we talk about this. So they, they go, okay, great, let's do this. They make it into a five-part series about how these court cases went out. At the end of the five episodes, he really rocks him. And Bobby Dust goes into the the bathroom and he's still mic'd up and he confesses to himself in the mirror that he oh, committed the murders wow. on, on and, and they 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 sold it to hbo for 20 million and then they took it to the police wow and bobby does still got off wow he still got off yeah because it's recording with that you were recording without him knowing they said stop recording they're recording which is illegal so loads of different things anyway this beside the point naivety is an interesting <laughs> thing right so there we go <laughs> yeah. it was, we should do like movie reviews and tv reviews and yeah things, we should do that yeah, yeah i was in it. i was in the whole way you liked it yeah it's great but but you say what was interesting is when you did the ted talk is you said if you had known what you were walking out to probably you would have been a bit different yeah. naivety is a huge thing in life yeah, I yeah. always think how important do you think naivety is in terms of like you know what your minimalism and mm. understanding what life is about and and how we sort of fall into this social social structure and we think this is life and and actually when we break outside of that we realize how kind of naive we've been for so long do yeah. you think that's fair I think it's a really interesting point like I kind of link that to maybe overthinking and mm. worrying too much about situations you're about to go in and and the thing is with like naivety and overthinking is we create these stories. So whether they're true or false, we create them. And the more we tell these stories to ourselves, the more they become true. So things like when I was maybe 18, 19, I did English mm-hmm. for A-level and I failed. I went to the exam, didn't get enough points or didn't do my coursework well enough. And so that story was Chris is a failure at writing. Mm-hmm. So for 20 years, I never wrote anything. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I start writing an article and an article gets noticed and then I wrote a few more and someone says to me, you should write a book. But I was like, oh, no, I can't because of the story that I've told mm. myself for decades that I can't write. But if I'd have had that naivety, I'd have just done it anyway. Mm. Without, exactly. And that's, that's almost like having that kind of innocence and that naivety to just mm. go and try stuff. And I've tried to use that as an older gentleman <laughs> in yeah. the, in my kind of you know late 30s now that naivety not worrying too much about yeah. life and stuff it's yeah, yeah it's quite it's like stripping away those those layers of like or in the spiritual sort of sense yeah. they say like layers of ego and you build that through experience so you obviously had that experience that then informed you that you're never going to be able to do that yeah, yeah just pull that away give it a go again and then you you start to started to succeed that's it man i was trying to wish i just wish i'd noted you know who's my teacher back then and i could go back and say do you want a signed copy and that that would have been great that would have been an f you to them <laughs> go I, and I, read your book too yeah, read, yeah. Still, no, to you're still yeah. a failure yeah. you're still rubbish <laughs> yeah I, I i i totally believe um in business as well i think like or setting up anything i think that naivety is your biggest weapon and a lot of people don't realize this yeah. is that what happens is you go through life trying to gain experience from so many other people so you you go and start selling fridges and what you want to do is hire someone who has been selling fridges their entire life mm. which is a, a positive things in lots of ways but yeah. actually at the same time a very smart man and i've said this before but a very smart man called rory sutherland told me once he said um 
following logic is a good thing when you're trying to do safe things like yes. driving a car or yeah. flying a plane or whatever it is follow logic because it gets you back in the same place as everybody else a safe place when you're trying to do something different set up a business writing a ted talk um writing an article setting up a brand whatever it is never follow logic because it gets you back in the same place as everybody else yep. go against the grain follow your naivety and actually following your naivety in life is the most fundamentally one of the most powerful things you can totally do. 100%. And we don't do it because of fear. We, we yeah. actually we actually scared to do that because the unknown is far more scary than the known. Yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And what I find fascinating about you, Chris, is that you have, throughout your, throughout your adult life, I would say, have stepped into the unknown. Yeah, and, and, that's, and, a, that's a good point, yeah. You did it. And how did that even begin? And explain what minimalism is, yeah. um, how that came about, and who you are, and take as long as you want. Right, strap in. Strap in, here we Get go. comfy, everybody. Okay. Um, okay, so, uh, well, my version of minimalism is removing the excess out your way so you can achieve what it is you want to achieve, whether that is a, a life goal, adventures, career change, whatever it is, you know, or even like a cleaner, calmer home. You know, it's removing the stuff that doesn't add value, doesn't enhance your experience of life, doesn't add value, isn't useful. So it's almost like cutting away the excess fat, basically. And it all started probably around 2016 time where I was just a bit bored with life. You know, you could tend to fall into stuff. You fall into a career, you fall into a place mm. to live. You just end up drifting. And actually decisions are made to continue with that drift. You're not really in control. You're just going along. You know, the waves are hitting and you're moving along with it. And I was really bored. And I was like, I want to go on an adventure. But I couldn't because I had no money because I was in debt because I was buying too much shit that I didn't need. Um, I was in a kind of a, a safe, comfortable job mm. that paid the bills, you know, so there was no need for me to leave because of the fear, what you were saying earlier. And everything was just very, very safe. And to climb out of that bubble of safety, something had to change. And for me to go traveling, I had to get money. But I didn't have any. So I thought if I sold a couple of my DVDs, Maybe I could get a little bit of money to where, get my... Where were you going to travel to? Bognor is it? Also, porn goes a long way. <laughs> porn? Porn goes a long way? What? What, selling vintage? The, the DVD. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. I, they won't go into details as of what DVDs they were. Um, but yeah, and, and I found that like... So I started scanning the back of the barcodes on the, on the DVDs and realised that that wasn't quite enough. So I thought, what about the CDs that I had that I'd never really listened to? And then all of a sudden it started to, oh, five quid. Great. What can I do with that five quid? Oh, I can put it towards a trip to like Bogner. Um, or maybe even not that far. Maybe even Sellhurst or something. But like every that. penny counts. You're, it's adding up, right? That's right. And so during that day, it was, a, it was a Saturday. I remember I was sitting in my front room 
and I hadn't eaten anything all day and I looked a bit like Gollum and I had I was surrounded myself with piles and piles of books DVDs CDs old tech that I hadn't used probably about 70% of my stuff from my flat and um, my partner at the time walked in and she's like, what on earth are you doing? And I went, I'm selling it all, like this crazy man who hadn't eaten <laughs> anything all day. And she's like, but why? I was like, well, I don't really need anything. It's not going to get me to Copenhagen or to Slovenia. Mm. I can't take it with me. Even though it was only like 150 quid at the time, that was the start. And I was like, oh, if I can do without two copies of Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels, I'll be all right. So then I sold my record collection. I sold my clothes. I sold furniture and the more I, more stuff i sold the closer i got to achieving my goal mm. i saved more money and by the end of the year i'd probably got a few thousand pounds saved up because i hadn't been spending on useless shit anymore and i sold stuff that i didn't need then i sold my home then i sold my car and i quit my job and so you know when you go into a place and you have like a you have your key ring so you've got your house you've got your car your everything mm. i had nothing so it was almost like shit this is starting from scratch again mm. as like a, a guy in his mid-30s you're not supposed to do that you're not supposed no. to give up everything and um yeah so selling my home and quit my job and i had enough budget to then go and uh, explore the world and i went away for about a year where did you go um right uh, slovenia denmark canada america jamaica singapore thailand laos vietnam cambodia I think that's about it. Well, how much money did you have in your account? I had about 30 grand. Really? Yeah. And you were like, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Spend it all on that. So I blew most of it on, on that. And I came back and my parents were like, you ain't got anywhere to live. And literally I just had a backpack and a couple of little bits and pieces that I'd stored at their place. And they're like, well, you stay with us for a bit. So I had to get a new job mm. and almost redesign the life that I wanted to find. But during that, during that trip, I realized that I didn't need a lot of stuff to be happy. So even going to like Vietnam and Thailand, I literally just had a backpack full of clothes, a couple of, I had an iPad, some chargers and things, your, your essentials, right? And I was having the best time ever. And I'm like, well, I don't really need those four HDMI cables that mm. I was saving for so long. Or that, you know, deluxe Scrabble that I hadn't played since 2001. And so I started to have this philosophy of around, well, how can I create a life of less? How can I do it by design? Mm. So rather than go back into an industry that I was okay at, I thought, right, I'm going to do something that I enjoy, the naivety. And I just went and found a career as a coach. Um, and then I went and told my story to people around, you know, found what minimalism was. I decluttered and sold everything. And this is the advantage of having that. Mm. And someone said to me, you should write a book about that. And I went, nah, you're having a laugh. And they mm. went, no, come into my company and talk about it. You know, all the benefits of having a less is more approach to life. So I went into the company and I did this talk and people were queuing up afterwards going, telling me their own story of all the attachment that they'd had to physical things during their life. Like people mm. that are 50, 60 going, I've still got my train set from when I was a kid. I was like, okay, how's that? Why, why have you still got that? And they're like, well, I just... It reminds me of a happier time. Mm -hmm. I'm like, but maybe you don't need the thing to trigger the memory. Maybe you can just take a picture of it. You know, and so these types of things, you know, he had a massive loft that was full of junk and yeah, got home and helped my mum and dad declutter as well. And that was when the emotional attachment came out to stuff. Mm. 
uh, a record collection that my dad had. Because that's hard to get rid of, right? Yeah, it's yeah. tricky. Yeah, it's tricky. Because once you start to put feelings and emotion into stuff, it becomes way more valuable. Totally. Um, so yeah, and so I went into a company, did this talk, and then yeah, had a had a queue of people wanting to tell tell me their story about issues that they face and things that they wanted to achieve but they couldn't because they were always cleaning up or they didn't have enough time or they didn't have enough money or didn't have enough mm. about them or didn't have mm. energy to go and do these things um and you'd be surprised if you just get rid of a few things all of a sudden it lifts you does it really yeah there's lots of studies around um well, what are the studies explain that? So, yeah. so if you had to list on your hand, you have to say, right, okay, here, here are five things yeah. that are beneficial to your life. So if I was going to talk about cold therapy, I'd say, oh, the reason to do cold therapy yeah, yeah. is because it raises endorphins, yeah. your anxiety is lower, your stress is better, um, and you shock your body. So therefore... I had you, a cold shower this morning, by the way. Yeah, it's, 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 it's amazing, right? Yeah, yeah, so if you had to list, say, if you to declutter your life, what are the yeah. quick benefits you see straight away, you would say? Yeah, yes. I stumbled on my CDs <laughs> yeah, um, through all the wires and then, yeah, and it's almost found this thing. I was like, oh, okay, well, if I get rid of that, what else can I get rid of? I could get rid of my job. Right? And, yeah. and so it went like that. Yeah. And there was, I was waiting for the negative consequence. I was waiting. I'm still waiting. So, you know, quitting my job, I thought, oh, if I quit my job, I've been doing this all my life. You know, a lot of my friendships have been built from my career. Mm. If I walk away now, what does it mean? Um, went into a new place, new person. Everything was brand new. I was like, fuck it, I'm balls up here. I was like, you go into a new place and you don't know anything, you don't know anyone. Mm. You know, what have I done? But then similar to what you said about the naivety, like that diversity of thought, you go into somewhere different and your ideas that you thought might be quite ordinary are completely amazing to these people that have been in the same situation for, for decades. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I'm still waiting for that negative consequence of letting go of 25 pairs of Converse um, and, you know, and giving my clothes to, to people that need them and will wear them more than I will. So, yeah. That's I, amazing. I guess it's like, it's such a daunting prospect because you're essentially getting that blueprint, that 25 year blueprint that you were like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. I've worked to get here. It's taken yeah, 25 yeah. years and you've got it and just ripped up and gone okay fuck yeah yeah no, <laughs> when's you, it when's it all gonna blow well, that's up the, that's like, the key ring thing right that's the key ring i went to my my folks and obviously that from that gener generation their their version of success was material mm. how big's your house car job mm. title etc if you go i don't have any of that you're a failure in their eyes it's very binary yeah but we can then start to create what does happiness mean to us what does being um what does adding value what does making an impact mean in a modern world post covid and uh i don't think we need all the things that we're currently buying we're very much forced with advertisements with mm. consumerism I've, we don't need all that i shit. feel i do feel like there is a shift happening now yeah. where people are starting to realize that that like that material boom that came in like the 80s or, or 70s yeah, yeah. actually doesn't really work like doesn't bring yeah, you yeah, happiness yeah. so there is now i feel like there is a m more of an emphasis on on happiness and i think a lot of people like in your life you're like led to believe that you have to make a mark yeah. You have to like do something like you have to have like, you leave this planet and you've done something. Your like, legacy. Your legacy. Yeah, but yeah. actually, that's you don't need to do that. What your legacy can just be like, oh, I was just a really happy guy that enjoyed yeah, yeah. enjoyed life and loved well, and you, did you all these what, things. Um, like. You know, when you when we've all been to funerals before, um, you know, not the greatest occasions, but people generally don't tell stories about how much of a nice watch that guy had. 
<laughs> Never. They will, um, they will do that at Jamie's. Yeah. 100%. That's all they'll, that's all they'll be able to talk about. 100%. <laughs> yeah. you know, you're buried with all my watches. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> but yeah, they tell, you know, you, when when you leave the earth, they kind of, they say, right, oh, this person had this impact on the family. They were, you know, they tell stories about mm. almost like a little bit like the legacy, like the, the, the small impact they made on their community or the things they've done and, and things like that. Very rarely, or never, have I been to a funeral where they've gone, yeah, you had a really nice car, kept it smelling lovely. Yeah. You're so right, Chris. <laughs> I love how you just tore up the, the rule book. I think it's great. Chris, we're going to stop there for part one. I want to come back in part two where we really understand what your definition of happiness is. Coming nice. back in part two. Everybody, click over to the next one because we're freaking ready for you right there. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.